Welcome to the Live Nourish podcast. I'm your host, Katarina Greer. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and the founder of LiveNourish.co, where you can find my blog, recipes, and services. On this podcast, I chat about all things health and wellness related to help you live a nourished life. Remember, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice. It is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Thanks. I'm excited to be here too. So why don't you just tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and what you currently do? Sure, yeah. So my name is Jessica. I'm a homeopath and I'm also a stay-at-home mother of two young children. My kids are two and four. Um, I have a Bachelor of Sciences degree in kinesiology with honors, um, a diploma in homeopathic medicine and health sciences, and a 200-hour yoga teacher training. Okay, wow. You have a lot under your belt. (laughs) And you're a mom. Yeah. (laughs) So it keeps you busy. Um, So what sparked your interest in wanting to study homeopathy? So yeah, I believe uh, my journey to homeopathy stems from my yoga practice, um, which began in my first year of university. Um, they're independent traditions, but they, there's a lot of overlap between fundamental principles and they complement each other enormously. They both aim to rid the body of blockages or disease that prevents the natural flow of energy throughout. Um, ultimately, the presence and absence of these blockages govern the state of health within the body. So the removal of such blockages is achieved through working with energy currents and centers of the body. In yoga, this is called prana. In in homeopathy, it's called the vital force. And they're both synonymous with the well-known Chinese medical term qi. So in yoga, I was introduced to this harmonious flow of energy throughout the body. um, And I learned that increasing this flow is key to achieving greater uh, levels of physical, mental, and emotional states of well-being and health. So I then became curious of how you could also um, support that with medicine. And that's when I started reading books on Ayurvedic medicine and homeopathy. And my first experience with homeopathy and its healing potential came with um, my dad's diagnosis of throat cancer. His naturopath, who I began to shadow um, later on, she became my mentor. Um, She prescribed arsenicum uh, bromatum, which is a homeopathic remedy because of its influence on glandular tumors. Dad also took arsenicum album, another homeopathic remedy to treat the burning sensations and inflammation that was a side effect of the radiation treatment. And together, you know, with, with modern medicine, he was able to overcome the cancer and he's been in remission. So that's wow, great. And it was really, it was really inspiring to see um, sort of both ends of um, the spectrum of medicine come together. Um, so that was great because I think a lot of the times people are discouraged from using alternative medicine with the modern medicine because there isn't a lot of studies that show um, you know both of them together. Mm-hmm. It's really lacking. So it is a it's a leap you know to to do that and to do both. So that was great. It was a great influence for me. Um, I think the practice of homeopathy offers to us what most modern medicine can't. It connects us with traditional medicinal uses of plants and minerals, et cetera. And it allows us to take control of our own health 
in a way that's non-invasive, gentle. It's customized and visualized to us. Um, it, and it seeks to identify the root cause instead of just like a Band-Aid. Often these Band-Aid solutions, they create more barriers for the body to self-heal. Like for example, when we have a common cold and there's a fever and you know the doctor instructs you to take Tylenol or something to bring the fever down. So I would say that well, there's a time and a place for modern medicine, for sure. I think that homeopathy has shown me just how complementary it is to like our natural mechanisms of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy that, I mean, like, is cancer is like in remission from like, you know, like, I guess like doing the radiation, right. And then also taking some homeopathics to like yeah. help with that. Support. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Can you explain a little bit about the history of homeopathy and what it is? Yes. So it started with a German physician. So he's actually an MD, um, Dr. Samuel Hahnemann. He was born in 1755 and he died in 1843. He developed the the medical science homeopathy, which was premised on the principle that like cures like. So this principle means that any substance that produces disease symptoms in a healthy person also has the potential to cure those same symptoms occurring in a person who is sick. So it's called the law of similars. And it's not a new concept. It's in, um, it was understood by philosophers like Aristotle, Hippocrates, and even touched on in like Hindu manuscripts. So it's been around, um, but it was Hahnemann who took this wisdom and created homeopathy. Prime example of this principle is uh, the plant poison ivy. And it's called, um, rust toxidendron like that's its latin name Mm -hmm. so in the crude like plant form um poison ivy creates symptoms of redness burning intense itching blistering and in some cases like stiffened muscles and then when it's prepared uh, homeopathically it can be given to an ill person with those symptoms so the redness the burning this like the stiffness of the muscles as well as like other symptoms that align with the effects of poison ivy And so when it's given to somebody who's experiencing those symptoms, it can actually push the body in the direction of cure. Um, So for example, I used rust tox in a case with um, an elderly woman who was suffering from itchiness and rheumatic pains. And this, you know, completely like eliminated her symptoms. So Mm -hmm. it's really, yeah, it's remarkable to, to watch watch that happen sorry can I just like pop in um with that like how I guess how long did it take for her to like notice like the change in that um I think it was about a week of being on the remedy okay yeah wow that's quick yeah you know yeah it's not doesn't take forever like no no. oh sorry can you go (laughs) (laughs) um I was just gonna say there's also like layers to the the Mm, healing like often you'll see sort of the superficial things uh, Mm. go first and then Mm. it'll take months to get to like the deeper, like the deeper levels of healing. So it's, it's just a journey in itself, like working with people because, and and then you might switch remedies like halfway Mm. through, like you might do um, an acute remedy. So like for um, a cold or something that Mm. someone's experiencing, and then you might get into like, the grief that they've been um, mm. dealing with for years yeah. and you might you know switch remedies to a, a more chronic remedy so 
yeah, it's very complex. It's it's something yeah. that I've learned is like a lifetime of learning. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's so it's, with that, like, is there like homeopathics for like emotional support then? For sure. Yeah, okay. there there is homeopathics for everything. There's you know you could take a remedy to help with um, a broken bone healing, and then you can take a remedy that helps with like deep grief or Mm. um anxiety depression Mm. um fears there's like Mm. yeah okay so so when when I sit down with someone I talk to them for almost two hours um Mm. and we go through everything from you know what temperature they like their drinks at (laughs) to um you know what their fears are how they sleep anything, any sensation in their body, I want to hear about it. And the ones that are really strange and peculiar, like really strange and rare stand out to me. And that helps me to pick a remedy, but I also Mm -hmm. want to choose like the consistent, um, you know, you're consistently feeling these things. I also Mm -hmm. take that into account. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When you sit down with a homeopath, it's, it's kind of like, being with a therapist, yeah. a doctor, like we can do physical assessments. We can okay. listen to your heart. We can um, listen to your lungs. It's, hmm. um, yeah, we're trained in, in doing physical examination if, if okay. that's what people want. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So yeah, with the physical, physical examination is like, it's similar <laughs> to like a doctor with like, with like, just like, I guess if someone has like they think they have like bronchitis or whatever you know yeah. so you could like listen to like their lungs and whatnot and then like take their I guess like their pulse or like mm-hmm. their blood pressure and stuff yeah, as well yeah pulse. yeah it's very it can be extensive and then mm-hmm. you know we are trained we're, we don't go to school as long as a doctor would so obviously mm-hmm. we if we pick up on something that is concerning then we recommend the patient goes to see an MD for sure but it's a it's a good way to just be evaluated holistically, I think. Yeah, for sure. And especially spending that time, because usually with most doctors, I mean, you get like 10 minutes with them and then you're just kind of like rushed out of the office. Like they don't really like hear like, yeah, like you're just your whole story, like what happened in your childhood, like what's happening now, you know, just like you can't really just like speak that out in like 10 minutes, obviously, because they have like other patients to see. And I feel like that's you know that's quite hard for people so like I would find I, I see more people just like seeking out just like medicine like either like nutrition like naturopath like homeopathy you know so you get that like at least like an hour with them for the initial session so you could like you know yeah see where they're at <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. so important. and oftentimes a great question to ask people is when did this start like what was yeah. happening when this started because it can sometimes be correlated with like a major uh, traumatic event or mm-hmm. injury that has then like manifested itself mm-hmm. in an emotional symptom that they've carried with them for years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Could you give an example or two of how homeopathy works in the body? Yeah. So do you mean like uh, just a few remedies and like what they can yeah. help yeah, yeah. So like a, like say like a cold or like a sure. sprained like wrist or something like a bone or whatever yeah so colds it's really dependent on the symptoms that you're feeling like for example you've got allium sepa which is 
made from onion. So it's a homeopathic. Oh, yeah. Okay, version wow. of onion. Um, and the symptoms that are, that I would, I would indicate that to take that remedy would be like, your nose is running like a tap. <laughs> um, it's worse in, in August in like the summer months. It's worse when it's cold and damp, sneezing, drippy nose, bland lacrimation, acrid, um, coryza, which is the fluid that's coming through mm-hmm. the nose and you're worse in the open air. And then you'd see that like watery eye sort of mm-hmm. like when you, when you're cutting an onion. Right. Yeah. Um, so that sort of picture, I would be like, okay, let's, let's try Allium Sipa that. And sorry for, with that one, at one point, cause I've heard that you kind of have to get it like as soon as like you have it and then like mm-hmm. to like prevent it, I guess, or can you take it like in the middle of like your sickness or? Yeah. Yeah. It would work? be best to take it for sure in the beginning, mm-hmm. but you can definitely, it would be beneficial to take it through all the stages of yeah. the cold. But I think like anything, it'd be best to, to get it in the, in the beginning. Yeah. And that's, what's tricky about homeopathy is you mm-hmm. could try a remedy in the beginning and it doesn't work. And then mm-hmm. you've got to move to another remedy. So okay. yeah, that's why it's important to work with like a skilled homeopath because if you're kind of just I mean there's like over 2,000 remedies so okay wow trying to <laughs> pick one for yourself is yeah. is hard and you and you won't see results and then that can discourage people from it altogether mm. yeah. whereas when you talk to a homeopath they have this like you know inventory in their mind of of all these symptoms and like can look at you mm. hear you yeah. say a few things and, and a light bulb will go off in yeah. sort of an intuitive way mm-hmm. and that I think has been the biggest thing for me is like this intuitive voice that mm. I listen to and and it really comes from just opening up and listening to people creating a space for them to talk mm. safely and I just listen and then they'll tell me something and like sort of like will go off and mm. I'll be like okay it's that remedy I still yeah. like do my research to right. support that but I often find going with that intuitive um first little click in my brain is the most helpful and that's that's what I do um at the store that I work with because I I only interact with people for like 15 minutes so it's really hard to cram a two-hour consultation into 15 minutes so I have mm-hmm. to be on my toes I have you know I'm always like have my little notebook with yeah. like stuff and um constantly reading and researching so that when someone comes to me then I'm I'm ready and then I can go yeah. and use that into intuition as well yeah that's good um can you give an example for like another one that like I don't really know maybe something for like mental health because I feel like that we just talked about so much now with just like everyone just being more anxious or depressed um yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would say sepia is like a really great women's remedy, mm-hmm. um, specifically for mothers. It's it's like just the woman who's kind of at her like her wit's end mm-hmm. and you know is frustrated and yeah, I, I like I like CPR for women. It's very like beneficial for hormonal like imbalance and disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's so it's so individualized that you could go to 
And for someone who's very nervous and can't really sit still, mm. you can go to a different remedy for that. There's, right. you know, you really have to dig deep into the anxiety and, and what it's rooted from. Like, is it a fear of something? You know, is mm. it like a fear? Like aconite is really good for like fear. Like, are you, mm. like, is your anxiety rooted in some fear? Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that there was like over like 2,000. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can make a remedy out of anything in the natural world. So there's there's the ones that are, I I guess, the textbook remedies, the ones that you Mm. see like often over and over again. Those would be like pulsatilla, like chamomilla, like arsenicum album. Like they're just some more, I guess you got your your, like top 100, I I would say, but... Mm really you can make a remedy out of any plant mineral and like animal source yeah yeah so yeah like there's like sepia is made from like squid ink basically oh that's so interesting and then I didn't know until like I guess like maybe like a year ago but like they're like little pellets yeah like it's mm-hmm. not there's no like tinctures of like homeopaths or are they just there, all there are uh, tinctures you can oh, get okay. you can get a remedy because some people like to take it um in liquid form so there are remedies that are already in liquid form but you could also just take the pellets and and dissolve them in some distilled water oh. and that's how you can give it to like an infant so you just right. take yeah you dissolve it into distilled water um or boiled water that's been cooled you just want to mm-hmm. make sure it's clean and um dissolve the pellets into that water and then I would recommend um shaking it because that is what sort of activates the energetic properties okay and then taking a a clean um silver like teaspoon and giving them to the baby yeah okay wow I didn't know that (laughs) yeah and then the pellets um yeah they're like they're sugar pellets and they're coated in the like in the medicinal liquid oh so yeah that's why they're okay form and then you're supposed to dissolve them under your tongue right you have sort of like a clean mouth for like five to ten minutes before or after so no mm-hmm. water or food in the mouth and um there's a lot of things that can antidote homeopathic medicines like strong mm-hmm. um essential oils okay or like peppermint so like not brushing your teeth if it's mm-hmm sort of like a peppermint toothpaste um coffee yeah so okay can you use homeopathics to treat any type of sickness so like colds flus digestion mental health I already know that you like touch on mental health but like mm-hmm. say for like digestion or just like digestion yeah one of my yeah. favorites is is uh, a remedy made from activated charcoal so it's called oh. carbon vegetalis and I personally use it whenever I have any sensations of just like bloating. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, that can be really useful. But again, like that's what works for me. Might right. not work for the next person, but right. I understand that people want sort of like, what will this work for? You know, like quick, right. quick there's like quick homeopathy yeah. and then there's like the science of homeopathy yeah. where you're like, you know, really delving into customizing a remedy for somebody Mm. um so yeah there's I guess there's two two sort of types of homeopathy and Mm. 
yeah okay is there anything else that I can like I guess help with besides like what what I listed like I know you said like cancer which is like pretty cool yeah and like joints and stuff like joint pain joint pain yeah I would go back to the the um the rustox that I mentioned the poison ivy joint pain there's I mean you could use it for any type of pain essentially any type of pain yeah any you could use you know like graphite so a remedy made from graphite for like cracked dry skin Mm. um a lot of people come to homeopathy with these skin issues that are just Mm. resistant because it's one of the top things that like usually modern like the mainstream medicine can't help with Mm. this is persistent like eczema or acne or Mm. like rashes and then asthma is another one um CLR nausea okay um, so like can you use it for pregnancy then as well like morning sickness yeah, definitely, okay definitely, yeah and then you could have like yeah menstrual cramps so like magnesium oh. pos- yeah yeah uh, mag boss is great for menstrual cramps constipation getting an unrefreshing sleep MS it's really interesting because it's just so in-depth it's, it's really yeah, it seems like it for sure. Um, another one of my favorite remedies is Ignatia. Mm, I've heard of that one. For, is yeah, that... it's a top grief remedy for disappointment, grief, okay. um, feeling withdrawn, depression. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So obviously, a lot of different things more than I thought because I was definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel like I only heard about it for like yeah, colds, flus. I guess just like pain, and I feel like that was it. <laughs> in my head but obviously now I can treat like just like so many different things um which is amazing yeah it's really yeah it's really helpful for you know children that have trouble sleeping or teething Mm -hmm. can really like you can find just about anything (laughs) that can help homeopathy can help yeah Mm, that's great and I just want to talk about dosage um so I know that's quite hard to I guess just like know yourself of like what to do obviously you need to talk to um homeopathic about it um but like how would someone like find the correct dosage like I guess with like taking the pellets yeah so I'll talk a little bit about about that so a homeopathic preparation is like a minute potentized dose meaning that it's a small amount of the crude substance so the actual like plant Mm -hmm. um that's then diluted and succussed which means shaken to heighten it, heighten its medicinal powers. And um, Hahnemann, the doctor who created this, uh, discovered that in this form, the medicine loses its adverse effects and uh, not only maintains its inherent uh, curative power, but it actually increases it. Hmm. So then in homeopathy, we seek to find the minimum dose, what it's called the minimum dose. And it refers um, to the homeopath's ability to recognize the energetic force of the disease. So how strong the disease is and then matching it with a potency of the remedy that's just a bit stronger. So that when they're met in the body, the force of the remedy will overtake the force of the disease. So it's stronger, it will dominate. And while it's important to overcome that competing force it's also imperative to not overwhelm the body. So Mm -hmm. that's why it is important to work with homeopath because you could go write in and take you know one m of something and then you could get an adverse reaction 
and then you could be put off from homeopathy altogether um so basically the minimum dose is prescribed just to tip the scales in favor of of healing just like Mm -hmm. just push the body just enough that it it heals itself so like what we Mm -hmm. say in homeopathy is that our like the remedies is not it's the remedy is not what cures you it's actually your body the remedy Mm -hmm. is there to provoke the body to heal itself Mm. it's just a little nudge so to just bring it like back into balance space like homeostasis yeah yeah Yeah. so and then so how I decide what potency to give people is based on their vitality so something we call Mm. vitality so how how energetic the person is so if they're Mm. really like they're really not like a low energy person and they've got the this like really delicate skin issue I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna give them something high like so Mm -hmm. what I would consider high is like 200 ch or 1m yeah it would be like 30 ch so with a skin issue and low vitality I would go with 30 to be safe Mm -hmm. if I don't see any reaction to that then I can go up but it's better Mm -hmm. than starting high then you know, pushing the patient off course and they get, mm. you know, even worse of a breakout in their skin right. issue yeah. and they're just overwhelmed. So if their vitality is higher, then I can feel, I can feel more confident going with a higher potency, like 200 or 1M. Mm. And yeah, when you're dealing with intense skin, it's always best to go with 30 and even diluting it in, in the water, like we talked about, right. making it that way because the skin is just it's a delicate organ that Mm. is easily provoked and that is the first thing that you're going to see and it's not necessarily a bad thing if you see a a reaction like Mm. often with homeopathy and like uh say eczema or something right you'll get that little nudge and the eczema will almost get worse before it gets better before it gets better and that is like the body pushing it out Mm. pushing it out right yeah so yeah, it's very interesting. It's yeah. it's definitely comes down to the science. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I feel like yeah, you definitely don't want to go into it blindly or else you're like Yeah, yeah like you, you do, yeah. If you do go into it blindly, just stick with 30 CH. Right. Yeah, yeah, which is what most um stores carry. Okay. So that's yeah, that's a safe spot. And do do stores carry up to like 200 like you were mentioning for like a higher dose they do okay yeah 200 not a lot of stores carry 1m like our our store does okay. uh, our markets I just brought in some 1ms because we weren't carrying them and it it's really nice to have 1m there because people will come in and say you know I've been taking 200 and I've reached a plateau and like mm-hmm. now nothing's happening mm-hmm. um so before moving on to a different remedy I want to sort of like nudge the body one last time and see what's going to happen. Yeah. Wow. That sounds so great that (laughs) like it just does like so many different things. Like it's just like amazing that little pellet that, you know, that's like a little like sugar pellet that has like the medicinal like thing coating it can just, you know, just, yeah, help like the body to like heal itself. Yeah. Yeah. It is really great. It's been really remarkable for me to see a lot of friends and family mm. um you know recommending them something and they take it and now they're you know their arthritis is gone or mm. they their menstrual issues are gone or like mental you know depression is mm. is 
is better so stuff like that and then for myself like I and my kids Mm -hmm. we don't we don't use anything but homeopathy and supplements so it's been yeah and I think it's it's also a good lesson too with homeopathy to sort of like sit with because it might take a little bit for it to kick in and and you're sitting with the pain and the discomfort. And I think that's actually good for us as humans to like sit with the pain, sit with the discomfort to a certain extent and see where it's coming from. See you like, you know, like actually like feel the sensations in our body rather than just numbing it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not really being like a front seat driver in our own health, like just, Mm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like really listening to your body, like being in tune with it. I feel like that's something that we've really lost as a society. Like, I feel like in high school, like I was not in tune with my body at all. But now just like after like studying nutrition and everything, like I know my body just like super well, like because you just you learn to listen, like when it gives you cues, like I saw this post, I can't remember what it was, but it was talking about like, like listen when your body like whispers, like don't wait Mm. for it when it like screams at you, you know? Yeah. So yeah, just like listen early on. (laughs) Yeah definitely and it's it's interesting uh using it on my kids because mm. you know that there's not going to be especially when they're really young that mm. there's not going to be a um a placebo effect mm. right because they they're like a baby and mm. um so you can see that homeopathy works and then yeah. even with animals it's really cool to see oh, it works too yeah, yeah. so you could give the animals like pellets too Mm -hmm. okay yeah Yeah. that's a whole different thing then like that's like completely different there are homeopaths I know that only deal with animals okay wow um yeah huh that's so cool okay well I have one last question for you um what is one thing that you do to live nourished oh yeah I love this question um I think for me it is simply getting outside in nature Mm -hmm. every single day it's really like one of the most important things for me is being in nature, um, being by the ocean, mm. breathing the fresh air. As a mother, it's like imperative to my mental health to be, to get outside with the kids, um, rain or shine. Uh, it just helps our mood so much better. And it just equips me with like the patience that I need to be, yeah, to be a mother of like two young children. So I'd say yeah, getting outside is is just super important to me. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, like it lo- like lowers your stress hormones, so then you just don't feel as tense <laughs> when you're yeah. outside and outdoors. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jessica. I really love chatting with you and just learning all about homeopathy. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure.